With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is it true that the Olympic Village is basically just a three-week-long slamorama? I don't think I know how to answer that. All the best bodies in the world, all those synthetic fabrics. I'm gonna name some Olympians and you tell me if you've... <laughs> Welcome, Cloud9 shoppers. To a very special episode of the Olympics. <laughs> This is so pandering. Like, <laughs> they seriously, like, were like, oh, shit, we need to make a movie about, or we need to make an episode about the Olympics. Because you know that they're on NBC, and NBC is just, like, shoving the Olympics down your throat. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like it was more of a gesture to the show, like... And it's multiculturalism? Hang on, the dog is tangling up in these cords. Get out of here. He's not that tangled. He's fine. It's a way to get more eyeballs on the show. So it's kind of like we believe in this show and we want, we want it to succeed. Yeah, but that's still like pandering. Yeah. That's... But it's it's a tactic and it works. It has like the episode got the highest ratings. Yeah. Well, and it was again because NBC was also like airing the Olympics like people were watching that yeah. channel and so and, and networks do that like the Super Bowl will have an episode of a sitcom after it and it gets you know really high ratings yeah I I thought it was funny how it started with Glenn's like very ultra Americana 80s jacket and their opening ceremony was just all of the like sponsors that they had. And yeah. then Myrtle comes in and like lights the torch, but not in the right direction. That basically becomes a fiery inferno. She lights the like, stack of paper towels or toilet paper or some shit. Yeah. Uh, Glenn. Oh. No, Myrtle, that's not the cauldron. Oh. It's okay, it's just a little baby fire. So, and, and this episode, when is it supposed to take place then? In between like episode three or four or something like that? Like early? Uh, I think it's kind of vague, but it's during season one. It's before like Dina. Dina's demotion. Yeah. Um, But... I, I think if you scrutinize the timeline, it really won't make sense because this is obviously like late summer, but Cheyenne was had school stuff going on. I don't know. Yeah, but basically they wanted to introduce, you know, more audience to the show. And it's hard to do that when you're doing a part two of an episode, you know? Yeah, I guess the one thing that I liked about the episode wasn't. The Olympic part, it was more the part where they tackled 
um, that multiculturalism within the workplace and how Mateo kind of comes to realization that he is not an American citizen. Mateo, you're an American citizen, right? <laughs> oh, just because I'm Asian, I can't be a citizen? No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just that I've read about so many situations where parents bring their kids into the country illegally and then, you know, they don't even tell them that they're undocumented. Believe me, I have plenty of documents. I went to the green card store personally with my grandmother. Yeah, that that's big. Yeah, and that's why I want to know the timeline. I don't think it's not relevant because then we know, like, obviously... Like, the way that Glenn handled it, it makes it kind of irrelevant for the corporate or the job side of it. But I think, like, when we talk about character development and character arcs, that's a big one for Mateo. So to, like, kind of sprinkle it on an attack on episode, it's kind of fucked up. It's interesting. I mean, I know we've seen some future episodes that deal with it but immigration is a huge national topic right now so i'm interested to see where it's always been immigration is a scary topic to talk about for people of color especially non-white people of color you know like a non-white immigrant has a lot more writing on their status because they're more likely to get asked to like show proof that they're in this country legally. So it's really rough to like experience that. And it's really interesting or important that they show that and that they're showing an immigrant that isn't Mexican. I think all countries are equal. You know, whether you're of Mexican descent, like Amy. Honduran. I don't speak Spanish, sorry. Or like a Garrett, you're um... Norwegian. What, really? Huh. But you're also part um, Swedish. He needs to get a globe because a Honduran person is a person who comes from Honduras or Honduras. Honduras. Yeah, which is a Central American country. I feel like we've talked about Amy's like ethnic background, but they haven't on the show until this episode as well. Yeah. They just she was again like this ambiguous Latina and now she has a home. She claims her Honduran pride. And I love that Mateo was also like really into his like Philippine pride. And he was wearing his little pin. Mateo, what's that on your vest? Oh, uh, it's the Filipino flag. I just thought I'd support my home country for the Olympics. Pinoy pride. Okay, that's your choice, I guess. I just thought that during the Olympics, it'd be fun to pretend that we're all American. Even you, Sandra. I'm from Hawaii. Not today you're not. Like, you're always going to encounter people that are, like, really, really ignorant about where America stands, number one. Like, number one where? That was my favorite. Yeah, I like that they had that. Yeah. Number one in what? Please explain to me in what. Because the only thing we're number one in is, like, the amount of incarcerated people per capita. America is number one. Because it's first in the world. That's an airtight argument, though. A first in the world in what? Being the best. At being number one. He was really cheesing off on that. Like, ooh, look at this American-made toaster. Or, ooh, look at my jeans. Very Glenn. Yeah. 
it was very Glenn. But then I really liked that Jonah was able to make Glenn more open or understanding of the multicultural workplace that is in the Midwest. Um, because mm-hmm. that's real. Like we do have a lot of people in the Midwest that are not white. <laughs> like, and we have to like figure out how to maneuver in these white spaces. My best way of doing it is by speaking in a way that makes people think that I am like a white woman. You know, like I have the cadence and the like diction of a very nice white lady. And they're like, oh, you're so well spoken. Yeah, that's not nice. I don't like hearing that. I had to explain that to a coworker how I'm like, that's not a compliment. Like, I really like that corporate environments are more open to diversity. Because, like, living in the Midwest and looking at, like, mom and pop shops, I don't see the diversity that I see in compared to the places that have affirmative action. Yeah. And I know that's it's because there is, like, an innate racism happening, whether they know it or not. When they're hiring people without having that affirmative action platform. I really get upset when people say they don't believe in affirmative action at my workplace because literally I'm the one that's there. Like I'm there because of affirmative action. You wouldn't be working with a person like me ever if it wasn't for that law or that policy. And so it just it's really kind of upsetting to think about somebody like poo-pooing on your country because they have pride in theirs. Like uh. organic apples are on sale today. Make sure the customers know. And also, uh, Olympian Missy Jones is appearing <gasps> in store. Would Missy Jones, the gold medal winning gymnast, Missy Jones? So this episode had Missy Jones, who is a. A fictional Olympic athlete. Yeah. But she might be played by a real one. No, that's the lady from SNL. Okay. Yeah, she was really funny. Okay, well, I was just reading that there are cameos of Olympic stars in it. I think it was that guy that was at the... No. In this episode? Yeah, in this episode. Do you I, think, don't, I don't know. Maybe they were employees. I'm not sure. Or or maybe Michael Phelps was in it. Or what's his name? Fred Phelps? No. What? No. no. Michael Phelps? Michael Phelps is the, the swimmer. Yeah. The, sw- the, the Fred sp- Phelps is the bigot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not to be confused. One of them smokes a lot of pot. The other one was a crock pot. <laughs> there, one time someone was trying to tell me that it was revealed that Michael Phelps smoked pot, but they accidentally said Fred Phelps. And it's like, I went a long time thinking that was the case. That Fred Phelps smoked weed. Yeah. I'm like, but he's so angry. He's so angry. (laughs) Maybe he was smoking PCP. (laughs) Is this going to take much longer? I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry that I'm not a stupid gold medalist. Uh, So Cheyenne is like 
she feels like she hasn't accomplished much because she's 17 and she hasn't become an Olympic athlete or anything like that. And then it's Amy just Amy, rubs it in there. Yeah. Amy's the antagonizer again. Uh, and then she tries to be all like Mary Lou, what's her face or the Olympic lady and mm-hmm. say all these cheesy things to her. But they don't work because they're not genuine. That's why they work from that woman, allegedly, you know. It's because she's genuinely, like, giving you advice that she believes in. And I don't know. I feel like Amy doesn't really respect Cheyenne. Yeah. And I think it was, like, kind of, like, on purpose a little bit, her talking about like, oh, she did all these things before she was, when she was, like, 16. Kind of shit. She wants to, like, motivate Cheyenne, but it makes her feel bad instead. Yeah, because we could replace this with, um, like, a college graduate oh. or um, businesswoman. There you go. Yeah, okay, I get it. You do? Yeah, you don't believe I can do it. Yeah, I really didn't like how she's, like... Aim for your goal, but make sure your goal is, like, below the bar, like, attainable. Which, some of those people had some stupid-ass goals, like fucking Scarlett Johansson or yeah. that woman who's like, I want to eat lobster. And she's like, that's a good one. But then she's like, but I'm allergic. That I'm was like, Carol, who we're going to see sh- a lot more often. Sh- yeah, I don't. You, you don't have to like her. I don't fucking like I'm any of I'm just pointing those. out the new character. She's not new, though. Like, we can't even take her into account because this episode is in the middle of a fucking season, supposedly. I really don't like how they did that. I really don't. Like, I wish they would have <laughs> taken into account the changes and just made it, like, like, either commit to, like, saying it's at a certain point. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's actually, it's not the first time we've seen Carol. She had a, a very tiny part in season one, like one scene. But uh, we did meet Justine. She's that blonde that's always oh, chipper. Oh, the one that can't and, sing. Yeah. I'm a pretty good singer. Okay, sing Car Wash with me immediately. Work it Fail. Up. The vocals don't come in for another 10 measures. That song does have a really long intro <laughs> like for real like you have to like wait for it to start <laughs> yeah, what was sandra's talent she has a uh was it autobiographical memory oh yeah she remembers everything that's ever happened to her yeah that's real did you know that that's real yeah <gasps> that would be so awful Because you can remember, like, somebody that pissed you off when you were, like, 10 years old. That would be horrible. Oh, my God. Well, especially since we know Sandra's had some, like, traumatizing experiences with, like, sexual assault and stuff. Oh, with Saul? Yeah. Anything with Saul's. (laughs) What was the other thing? Like, Dina was in charge of doing the closing ceremonies with Garrett. And Garrett was kind of following that tune of, like, let's lower our standards, let's lower our expectations so that 
we're not disappointed kind of strategy. So you're trying to make your closing ceremonies compete with the actual ceremony from the actual Olympics? So like mirroring that and then showing that like that's not the best policy. I think that the episode was about like not listening to people who tell you to lower your goals or to lower your expectations, you know, because you can have a helicopter and fireworks and a really awesome closing ceremony if you really want it. It just takes motivation and drive, which Dina has. And Dina flew in on a helicopter at the end. And she told Glenn to suck it. <laughs> that was my favorite. Like, I don't know. I just feel like. That ending gave me like. It reminded me of the pilot episode, like in the tone of it. I don't know if you remember how the pilot ended with like that. The lights go out and all the stars on the ceiling and stuff. Right. Like on a high note. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I mean, even the last episode kind of ended on a kind of like a good moral note. It was a little more mysterious because it's not a cliffhanger, but it did kind of leave you feeling good. Yeah. Which I think this show does really well when they want to, you know, when they're really thinking about the whole like, I like that when they wrap up really nicely and they make it so that it's like uplifting because you don't want to watch a show and feel like totally bummed out because you know that these people are making minimum wage they don't have any benefits and yeah, well you see the the dynamics of these characters throughout the show and then you see them all united at the end of season one like that like it you you, you feel it yeah it moves you yeah. it feels like there's something about it that feels genuine and human which you don't really get with a lot of these workplace comedies sometimes. There's mm -hmm. always, like, antagonists, and there's always, like, I don't know. It just, sometimes you miss that, like, feeling of, like, everyone's together and we're all gonna, like, that teamwork kind of shit that you kind of get when you work in a, in that kind of environment. You gotta work together to kind of get the work, the job done. Yeah. It's an okay episode. It's just... It's just weird because of the timeline. Yeah, and I'm glad that the highest rated episode brought to light the issues or like planted the seed of like awareness for immigration and for like all that, like finding a home stuff, you know, like what does home mean? Like, what does having a home country mean and all this shit? Like, it's really important to, like, be open about that and to start thinking about it. Like, in this time, it's so important. But even back in, when was this made? When was This was 2016. Yeah, 2016. Like, this is, like, on a next level kind of shit. Because I don't ever remember, like, watching Parks and Rec or The Office or any other fucking show where... It's a comedy show, but they also talk about, like, oh, I don't have papers. And that's yeah. that's really important. Like, that representation is everything. Like, I'm really excited because I know that we're going to come into season two. And I, and I 
that season is really good because of that representation. You can really see it developing more and you can feel the like the care that they take, like the 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 attention that is put into this issue. Yeah, it's not it's not brushed off. No. The way like they kind of brushed off some stuff with Sandra in season one, like that's yeah, it doesn't no. have that element to it. Like it is being handled seriously. Yeah, and I and really it's... appreciate that in writing because that that is what is like a foundation for this country is people who come from another country to build a home here. So seeing that play out in a workplace comedy is just like, I don't know. It's just great. I'm really excited for season two. And hopefully, like, they can develop Mateo. If watching through it again, I would probably want to watch this episode, like, during season one. Yeah, I would say I would insert it in between, like, make it like. Season seven, yeah, like seven and a half or something, right in the middle. But then again, I don't know because I don't, I don't feel that they've let Mateo process or like feel his feelings about his situation. If we put it just anywhere. And that sucks. That's that's the part that really bothers me about it is that they they kind of did this huge character development, but it's not placed anywhere. Well, I I, I don't feel- think they're gonna pick up on it immediately either. No, but I mean, there would still be like signs of him like being a little uncomfortable or a little bit more cautious because. He is, he's like qualified to be a dreamer. Okay, let's be real. He was brought as a child. He didn't know that he had non like residential status until later on in life. This, this young man is like a classic dreamer. Um, so with that comes a lot of fear, a lot of suspicion, a lot of, um, you know, You have to, like, be the best at everything. So, I mean, this episode could have been, like, episode two. Yeah. Well, if you remember when Dina demoted herself and he was he made that presentation to try to get her job, like, it was super patriotic and, like, telling the story of his family coming to America. And so... This would have had to have happened before that because Dina is still the the manager. So it's like I I think it it brings up a little bit of continuity issues. Yes. Yes. And that's the problem that I'm having with like accepting this as part of canon. Because one, it's a really great character development. But on the other hand, it literally makes no sense in any of the arc. But I wouldn't want to tell anyone to skip it because it has a big Mateo revelation. Yeah. like It's like, I almost wish that was in another episode. And then this one's like, eh, you know. I know. And that's why, like, why would you put this in this episode 
because if you skip this, you skip like I don't know, like you skip this really important part. And it's upsetting. Like it really feels like they took it away. Like like they're like you know, like it does feel a little like they did try to gloss over it a little bit. Like, uh, but it, then again, it has the highest ratings. I don't know. I feel like this is a complicated episode for me <laughs> because I really love it when things are like in order and the characters develop and you can see the development progress. Um, And it's just really unfair that they took that away from Mateo's character. Because I've been standing for this character from the beginning, <laughs> you know? And so to see him, like, I don't know, it just sucks. It just really sucks because I feel like that character could have been developed beautifully. Grandma, what do you think we bought for me before? So the green card is counterfeit. So it means I'm not American citizen. And we can buy Spider-Man legally on Netflix. Next episode, we're gonna be back in the the walkout situation. Yeah, that whole strikes business. Yeah. Hey, but you know what, Cheyenne, twenty twenty Tokyo. Do you think it's gonna happen? Um. Yeah, I'm rooting for. Yeah. I hope she gets pregnant before it too. So she can be a pregnant gymnast again. She was swinging on things with her (laughs) giant belly. She fell and landed on her stomach. It was horrible. She was doing it on the clothes racks, like a double, like the parallel bars. (laughs) She was just trying to live a dream. It was just nice to live in the fantasy for a while. You know, like when you buy a lottery ticket and you plan on how you're going to spend the money. Even though you know you're not really going to win. Oh, Amy was Gemma. Gemma? Yeah. Like G-E-M-M-A. Gemma. That's a name. Yeah. All right. Well, have a heavenly day, y'all. And, you know, watch out for ice. Tokyo 2020. Attention Cloud9 shoppers, you can support us by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a rating or review. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at SuperstorePod. You can also email us at SuperstorePodcast at gmail.com. Have a heavenly day. Well, but it, but it's, it's also about the countries coming together, you know? That, that's why the rings are interlocked. Oh, I thought it was just a symbol. I didn't know it symbolized something. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.